guys, welcome back to the Play Like a Girl podcast, one of the shows for the Land Grant Podcast Network. We are two girls talking about sports because our opinion counts too. I'm your host, Megan Hustline, and I'm thrilled to be joined by my co-host, Jamie Urich. Hey Megan, happy March. Happy March Madness, Jamie. I'm so excited to get into it with you. I mean, I feel like this is one of the best times of the year, is it not? It is. And it's like, you know, I, I feel like as Ohio State fans, football season is kind of often king, but March Madness is the time for me that, like, I appreciate sports across the board in general the most. Like, um, it's just, even when I'm not watching my team, I'm having fun. For sure. Exactly. You don't even have to have a team in the tournament, like Ohio State doesn't in the men's. But you can still have a good time, you know, make a bracket, watch it implode. And it's just universally, everyone comes together. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited to talk all things basketball this episode. So let's just get into it. I mean, Selection Sunday has come and gone, which officially means that the brackets are set for both the men and the women. But let's back up a minute and talk Big Ten Tourney and the Buckeyes. I mean... What happened? Why did Ohio State look like one of the best teams in the nation, making it all the way to the semifinals before they fell to Purdue? What did you like about the Bucks? you know, in their first few games, um, especially heading into next season? Okay, so as we have talked about at great length, I think the freshmen on this team are just like such powerhouses and I'm so so excited to see what they do moving forward um and I just like I you know I know Bryce Sunspaws has discussed leaving and um it 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 was just like really um it was really fun to watch the freshmen I think that that sets the tone for this incoming recruiting class, which as we've discussed is the number six recruiting class in the country. Um, And I think that also there's something to be said for like, they had nothing to lose. Um, And so they just played for the fun of the game. And I think that sometimes we get so wrapped up in the wins and the losses and the schedule and all of that. And we forget to just have fun. And this is, I think, very true of sports, but it's also true of like any hobbies that we have as adults, right? Like that we turn into our job, it becomes work and we forget the joy that it brought us as kids. And I think that they were just playing with kind of the like reckless abandon of kids having fun on the court. Yeah, I totally agree. It was, they were having fun and it was fun to watch them. You know, they were just, like you said, they had no pressure on them at all. There's no expectations for them. Um, and the freshmen, like you said, totally led the way. Obviously, we're going to miss Justice Suing next year. You know, he's been such a leader for this team and obviously has a ton of talent. But the freshmen definitely led the way the entire tournament. I mean, you could say the whole year. But especially in the tournament, Bryce went down and the other freshmen stepped up, especially Roddy Gale. I mean, He was so fun to watch. He really came up clutch, you know, when we needed to. Obviously, Bruce Thornton came through as well, like he has all year. So I am so excited for next year. This year, I'm glad it ended on a high note. If we made it to the tournament, that would have been amazing. 
Uh, but hey, it just didn't happen. And Chris Holman said, even if they're in- invited to the NIT, they probably would have declined because they just have so many injuries on the team. So glad this season ended on a high note um, and a lot to look forward to next year and for the years to come. You know, we have so many freshmen on our team and then the incoming recruiting class. So I'm glad that it ended the, the way it did. But, you know, Ohio State aside, the Big Ten tournament was just Purdue. I mean, Purdue, I don't like them. I'm not going to lie because they're very beatable. Ohio State could have beat them. Penn State could have beat them. Um, But the refs, they just love Zach Eady so much. And I honestly, I honestly feel like that's what gave Purdue the win over Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, listen, like Zach Eady is an extremely talented player. Um, And especially, especially when you consider in the Ohio State-Purdue matchup, his size, like we just had no ability to shut him down in terms of like his physical stature is larger than what our team was capable of covering. Um, And part of that is because of injuries. Like we just were down players that maybe could have covered him um, on a different day. He's really their only weapon. (laughs) Like I don't mean to be disrespectful to a team that is obviously very successful. So whatever they're doing is working for them, but they feel like a one trick pony to me. And I don't think they're going to go very far in the tournament. I totally agree. I have them losing in the second round to Memphis. So Yeah, I just think if anyone, if you can contain Edie, like, you're, you're golden. Yeah. And frankly, like, the refs, I mean, the thing that I really liked about Holtman's statement, and I think that Holtman does this so well, is, like, he can complain about something without it being, like, disparaging about the other team. And so he was clearly upset that the three-second rule was being just blatantly ignored. Oh, yeah. Just blatantly ignored. And his thing is like, listen, Purdue played really smart basketball because if you can get away with it, why wouldn't you exploit it? Like, it was he wasn't upset with Purdue. He was upset that, like, if the rule is in the rule book, it should be enforced. And if it's not going to be enforced, and we know it's not going to be enforced, then why is it there? Um and so I think that his his comments were very fair without being like, well, Purdue shouldn't have won this game. He was like, no, it was really smart. They saw an opportunity and they they took it. Like, absolutely, the reward is greater than the risk. Why would they not do that? Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, Purdue, they're not stupid. They're obviously, if they're seeing that they can get away with it, they will. And... It's just so frustrating as an opponent because there's literally nothing you can do about it. You got this seven foot five, just giant of a man who puts up at least 30 points, 15 rebounds every game. And there's really nothing you can do about it. If you breathe on him, you'll be called for a foul. But then he doesn't really draw any fouls. So it's honestly just almost impossible to beat him in general because he is that team like you said so hopefully once we get to the NCAA tournament the refs will kind of be more fair and call him when he's just camped out under the basket um you know in Big Ten play seems like he definitely got away with it so we'll see what happens once he's on the national stage but I agree with you I think they I think they're gonna get knocked out pretty early um in the tournament 
I think they should definitely make it past the first round, but second round, I think they could they could lose, maybe make it a third round, but I do not see them going very far at all. Yeah, I just I don't think um I don't think they have enough in their arsenal to go that far. And I just, the tournament is such a, like kind of a loose cannon anyway, right? Like mm-hmm. teams that ha- allegedly have no business winning games become the Cinderella stories. And I, I don't know. I just like, I, for me, it's like, I look at UCLA, which is a two seed and they're a much better team than Purdue in oh, my yeah. opinion. Like they had a brutal loss in their tournament but they have the same record as Purdue. And I just think when you look at like the, the caliber of basketball that they play and the overall well-roundedness of their team, I, I don't, I certainly don't like Purdue in a UCLA matchup. Now that wouldn't happen until the finals, but you know, you just, it, they have the same record and I don't think that they're even remotely comparable teams. Um, and I think if somehow Purdue gets past Memphis I don't I, – my guess is that Tennessee – I have Tennessee being in that mm-hmm. game, and that, that would be their next matchup. It could also be Duke or Oral Roberts. You know, Oral Roberts had a really fun Cinderella story. Oh, gosh. Don't remind us. It could be um, – you know, they're that five twelve matchup, the Duke-Oral Roberts matchup. So it could be that. But I, I, I do think it's going to be Tennessee – I don't see Purdue beating Tennessee. No. I don't see Purdue beating Duke. Purdue could barely get through the Big Ten tournament. I mean, they've just been threatened so many times. And and they have pulled it out, but, like, barely. And, frankly, like, the Buckeyes had no business. If you look at what the Buckeyes did this season and what Purdue did this season, Buckeyes had no business making that a game. And it was a game until the end. Right. Exact same with Penn State. Yeah, so it's just like if you if they can, I don't want to say they can barely get past the Buckeyes because certainly like they they won that game mm-hmm. outright. It wasn't like it came down to the final seconds of the game, but um, I don't know. It just was like that was too close for me. It was a fourteen point game. It shouldn't have been a fourteen point game based on the seasons that they had, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't have been less than a 10 point game as late in the game as it was. And I just don't, I don't know. Sorry, Purdue. I don't think that you're, I don't think you're the best shot that the big 10, I mean, I, I actually, they might be the best shot the big 10 has, and that might be the end of the big 10 season. <laughs> oh no. I hope not. I hope not too. I could see Penn state going, going on a run. Yeah. I, I and we're going to get into all of this. Um, but one more thing, I want to touch on the women's Big Ten tournament. I know that was a couple of weeks ago, but what a run they had. They finished the regular season strong, and then they end up beating Michigan, and they beat Indiana in just a wild back and forth, such an exciting game. They were down by double digits, thought they were out. Should never count them out. I should know that by now. And they ended up beating Indiana. and. In that episode that we recorded before that game, we were very nervous about that. We didn't know if they could do it, but they did. So, I mean, what does that mean in terms of moving forward to the NCAA tournament? That's such a confidence booster for this team. 
Yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I thought that was going to be the momentum that they needed to like win the whole big 10 tournament. And, yeah. you know, we'll get into the Caitlin Clark of it all later, but she, she is just, <laughs> Caitlin Clark. Oh man. She's an, un, she's an unbelievable. She's like athlete. the Zach Eady of women's basketball. There's just nothing you can do. She is. And it's, it's interesting. Cause like, similarly, I don't know that Iowa really has much more in their arsenal beyond Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Like if she were to go down, they might really be in trouble, but right. she is good enough that that's okay. <laughs> exactly. Just, I, I just have such tremendous respect for her as an athlete, but that win against Indiana, like, holy moly, that's a huge confidence booster. I, I do think the flip side of that is like, they, you know, I don't think anyone was going to like write them off as being an easy win, but I do think that it certainly like puts a little bit of a target on their back in terms of like, Oh, they can beat if they can beat Indiana. Like this is you know, this is a team to beat. Mm -hmm. I think that they're really in their groove and it seems like they seem to be healthy going into the tournament too. Mm -hmm. Just something that's kind of plagued them like all year yeah, I just I'm so excited. Like that's the team that I think we all knew they could be. And I'm just oh, I just am ready. I'm fired up. I think they're fired up. Yeah, this is one of the most exciting. This is probably my most exciting women's NCAA tournament ever because just you follow Ohio State all year long, the success they've had, the troubles that they went through, the injuries, and then after the Big 10 tournament they had. I mean, there's there's no shame in losing to Iowa. I know it's kind of an ugly loss, but I think the Bucks just ran out of gas and they just couldn't put the brakes on Kaylin Clark. So I'm not worried about that game, but I'm just focused on that win against Indiana, which is just so huge heading into the tournament. So we will get into all things um, Buckeyes in the tournament in a little bit, but I think the time has come to discuss the men's bracket, and there are some just great first-round matchups just to start with. So let's go through the bracket. We'll make some picks. Um, starting off with, who do you think could be upset in the first round? I mean, the 5-12. There's always going to be a 5-12, right? Like, the yeah. one that I've got my eye on is Miami Drake. I think Drake could yeah. do it. Um, I'm really excited about that. I I think Purdue could be upset in the first oh, round. Oh, no. No way. Not the 16 seed. They could. They could. I mean, hey, you never know. It's March. Crazier you know. things have happened in recent years. Fair. Oh, man. That would be so embarrassing for the Big Ten. It would be so embarrassing, but I just, I don't know. It's definitely possible. Yikes. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think Kentucky could go down in the first round. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, so they're playing Providence. They have the same record this season. Obviously, Providence isn't playing the caliber of teams that Kentucky is, but I think if Kentucky gets off to a slow start, Providence could just ride that momentum straight through to the end. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's a great basketball team. That's not a knock on Kentucky. I think that's just one where, like, they might be a little more evenly matched than people realize with Providence. And Yeah. Yeah, these are all my, like, very hot takes. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like – the games that there's a Big Ten team in, there there could be an upset and, like, usually not good for the Big Ten. Like, I'm looking at Indiana-Kent State. 
That one's going to be really interesting because Kent State has just been playing so well recently. They won the MAC tournament. And there's no knock on Indiana. I mean, you can never count out Trace Jackson Davis, but that's one that I'm looking at. But then again, I also think that Indiana can make it to the Sweet 16. So, you know, who knows? Um, yeah. But then also Penn State, Texas A&M. I think Penn State could definitely knock off Texas A&M. They're pretty evenly matched. Um, they're both playing really well. They're both hot right now. And I just think Penn State's going to be, you know, playing with a chip on their shoulder after losing to Purdue in those final seconds. So I think a, a little 10 seed could upset seven-seeded Texas A&M. What game are you most – do you have a game that you're most excited about? Ooh. I do. All right. Go ahead. Tell me. Uh, it's Arkansas, that. Illinois. Yes, that one is going to be good. Um, Arkansas has got the eight seed. Illinois has got the nine seed. So again, like we know going in that they're a pretty evenly matched set. But like this Illinois team is a is a fun basketball team. When they're on, they're really good. So I'm excited for that one. I think that's going to be some really like, great like neck and neck down to the wire basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like all the eight nine games, I think are just gonna be so good. Um, I'm looking at Iowa Auburn. That oh, one's gonna yeah. be interesting to me because Iowa's just been so inconsistent all season. Totally, and that Auburn team is really like really a team to watch. Like they're yeah. not a team you can sleep on. Yeah, Arkansas Illinois, another eight nine. UConn Iona. You wouldn't expect it because I saw a stat the other day that Iona is 0-14 in the tournament all time. But I don't know. With Rick Pitino, I think he's leaving. You never know. You never know. A little 4-13 upset. It's it's interesting, though, because UConn is a team. I think if we're going to see a, a team like that's not the number one seed or the number two seed. Well, I guess UCLA is the two seed. But I think like – that is the the part of the bracket where we could get like a two or three seed into the final four. I think Purdue is going to be the one where we see the lowest seeded team in the final four. I think we're going to lose two one seeds before the final four. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, yeah. Because it depends be on in the West. Well, I was going to say it depends on Houston. If Marcus Sasser is going to be back because without him, could be a rough tournament for them because he's kind of their whole team. So he is. I just don't know. Like the rest of that part of the bracket feels inconsistent enough that they could do it anyway. Yeah, it's really not too tough of a bracket until you get to like Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Houston, they could still make a pretty good run without him. Um, but yeah, Alabama, I think their path is pretty. Their path seems pretty, pretty clear easy. to me. Yeah. Also, that Duke Oral Roberts game. I know Duke has just been playing phenomenal lately, but Oral Roberts just scares me. I think I have PTSD from seriously a couple years ago. So that I feel like that could either be a total blowout where Duke is just like, come on, like we're Duke, or it could be a really tight game. So that'll also be a game to watch. Yeah, and like the Kansas bracket, you know, Kansas has the one seed, but they've got UCLA at the two seed. They've got um, Gonzaga in the three seed, and they've got UConn in the four seed. And so, like, any of those four teams could frank – like, I don't know that – Illinois on a good day could beat Kansas. 
Yeah. And that would be if they beat Arkansas, that would be their next matchup, presumably, would be Kansas. Yeah, that'll be interesting to watch all the one seeds. Because Alabama's obviously the strongest. And then, hey, the others, they could go down. So that'll be interesting to watch. But what do you think, Big Ten-wise, who do we think is going to make it the furthest? I wrote a column on this, and I literally have, I think, like seven of the eight teams losing in the first or second round. So... I feel like it's not going to bode very well for the Big Ten. Yeah, I um, I think if Penn State can beat A&M, they might go on a nice little run. I don't know that we have any Big Ten teams in the Final Four this year. I don't think so, no. I think Illinois could theoretically get to the Sweet 16. Okay. And again, I think that depends on like – just how the chips fall. If they beat Arkansas, like maybe that momentum, maybe they ride that through and they have a great game against Kansas. I don't know. Um, There's like other factors that have to play into that, but I do think it's feasible. I think, I think Michigan state could theoretically get to the sweet 16. Really? You think they'll beat Marquette? I don't think they will, but I think that they could. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I feel like that's like the theme for literally like all the teams here. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I feel like I know Purdue's that one seed, but I think I don't, I just don't think that they're, I think they're so beatable. No, I agree. I think I have Indiana making it to the sweet 16. I, I know that Miami team is good, but they did have a major injury and I think that's going to impact them. So that's why I think that the Hoosiers can make it that far. Um, but yeah, otherwise, uh, it's not looking too good for the Big Ten. But hey, we still have eight teams in the tournament, which is tied for the most with the SEC. So be proud of that. At least, you know, we got there. So not sure how it'll turn out, but we'll see. Um, but. As for the entire tournament, let's make our final four picks. This is just so impossible. Do you want to go first? No. (laughs) (laughs) How about we start with the South? You do your pick and then I'll do mine. In the South? Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be Arizona. Oh, you think they'll knock off uh, Alabama? Yeah, I think think Arizona is going to knock off Alabama. Okay. See, I think Alabama is going to just post. Yeah. I think they'll, I think they have to be. I mean, they just look so dominant. They do. The path for them is pretty easy. I think it will be an Alabama, Arizona Elite Eight. But yeah, I'm picking Alabama. Here's something Um, that the listeners do need to know about me going in, though. I am terrible at filling out March Madness brackets because. I am always rooting for an upset. Always. But then I feel like that would be good. You know, like you would get those games where everyone's like, oh, no way. I mean, and I get those games, like, but then I get like the very obvious games I don't get because I'm oh. like, nah. Like yeah. I, was, I just said <laughs> Purdue could go down in the first round. Like, <laughs> in what world, you know? But like, hey, if it happens, I'm going to get all those points. Right. But the likelihood of that happening, my bracket often blows up like day one of the day tournament. One, yeah. 
hey, you got to risk it sometimes. <laughs> so who do you have coming out of the East then? Um, I, I think it's going to, I mean, I think it's going to be Marquette, honestly. Ooh, okay. But it could also be my heart. My heart is rooting for Tennessee so bad. Gotcha. It's so it's so bad. I just I just don't I don't think they're gonna do it. But like I want this it. region's hard. It's I, hard. Yeah, I mean, I could see Duke. I could definitely see Duke. But I I don't know if I want to take Memphis making it to the Final Four. They are playing really good, but I think. Once they run up against Duke, I think Duke will win. So, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Blue Devils. Okay, out of the East. I like that. Yeah. What about the West? This one's hard for me because I actually I could see it being UConn or Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see Kansas coasting, and I want it to be UCLA. And I also think UCLA is coming off a really tough loss. They would have been a one seed. They are coming off a very tough loss. And they have some injuries too. And they have some injuries. And so I think that those injuries are going to be like a make it or break it thing for them. But I also think they have the pieces in place to make a really good run. And uh, that's kind of where I'm. This this is the hardest one for me to pick. Mm. I think uh, my assumption is that Purdue is not going to the Final Four in the East. So then it's a matter of like, how crazy does it get? Right. But the West is like, this could go one of twelve different ways. Yeah, I agree. I think I'm gonna take Gonzaga. They're just they've been here before. They know what they're doing and their path. It isn't too terrible. I mean, they could potentially run up against UCLA. But I I just think those injuries for UCLA are going to kill them. So I'm going to take the Zags out of the West. But like you said, it could be Arkansas. It could be Kansas. Like UConn. It really could be anyone. So that one's a tough one. But I'm going to go three seed out of the West. I like that um, one. All right. Lastly, Midwest. Oh, this one this one's so hard. I think it's gonna be Houston. It's just the injury. I don't know. Cause there's been like no updates if Marcus Sasser's gonna play. Yeah, I just I, I feel like for me this is I what I think is gonna go down is they're gonna not update on purpose. Mm, yeah. And then it's gonna be like game time and they're gonna be like, ah, he's in. Right. Or he can maybe not play first round. Right, they'll let him rest against Northern Kentucky Mm -hmm. and then put him back in if he's up to it. Yeah, but I I do think they're they probably have an idea of what they're going to do, and I think that they're just biding their time on making an announcement as a strategy, which is totally fair. Honestly, I think I might agree with you. I do like your thought process of them just you know being hush hush about his injury. So. I feel like Texas is like the only other real threat in that region, but still, I think Houston's way better than them when healthy. So, yeah, I'm gonna go Houston. I like that. This is kind of gross. I feel like we have a lot of like high seeds, but I don't know. There are seasons where I anticipate 
I mean, it, it it's interesting, like, in the same way that I felt like the men's, that the football season was like, there was not an unbeatable team in the pool. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's an unbeatable team in this bracket. So, but Agreed. I also feel like there is a much clearer drop off between the top teams and the kind of middle of the pack than there is in other years. Like there are years where the middle of the pack is much more evenly matched with the one seeds and that kind of can throw you for a loop. But I think there's like a pretty clear drop off this year in a way that there isn't always. Yeah. I feel like the middle seeds are very similar to each other. That's why I'm having trouble picking like the eight, nine matchups or like even the five twelves or the seven tens, like they're all pretty level with each other, but then once you reach, you know, the top four seeds, it's kind of hard to uh, – Purdue aside, it's kind of hard to differentiate, you know, like who's the actual best, so. And I think any pretty much everything after the three seeds this year are, like, very standard basketball teams. Yeah. Like, there are years where you get three, three – or where you get, like, four or five seeds – and you're like, well, in a different season, this would have been a championship winning team. But they just happen. Everyone happens to be on. The talent is like at a different level in those years. And this year is like kind of after the three seeds. There's a pretty substantial drop off between like the three seeds and the four seeds in my yeah. opinion. Fair. Yeah, that's why I do see, you know, the top teams kind of going all the way. So who is in your national championship game and who is winning the whole thing? Um, I've got uh I've got Houston okay. coming into the into the championship and I've got Marquette. Okay. Which is my, wow. like, really hot take, but again, I feel like this is where my bracket's either gonna already be blown up at this point or I'm gonna be the only one with Marquette in my championship game. I like it. I like it. I'm also going to do kind of a spicy take. I'm going to have Duke upsetting Alabama. I think yeah. they have a good shot of doing that. They're just playing so hot right now. I And Alabama, I feel like it's just doomed to falter. Like, they've been, like, too good lately. So, I mean, they're too dominant in the SEC tournament. They won it all. Like, I'm going to go with Duke. And then, oof. Do I want Duke winning the whole thing? I think I might but, have Duke winning the whole thing. Screw it. I'll have Duke defeating Houston. I'll also have Houston in the championship and then Duke winning. So all of these are probably wrong, but who knows? We might have picked some of the best upsets of the tournament. So we'll see. That was so fun. <laughs> but we have to pause and take a break. But when we come back, we still have to talk about the women's bracket, which includes Ohio State. So stay with us. Welcome back to even more basketball talk. Uh, But now we get to discuss the women's bracket, starting with the Buckeyes. So Ohio State drew a three seed and they are playing number 14, James Madison. Um, Kevin McGuff and JC Sheldon both said that the team is fully healthy. You know, JC said she's fully ready to go. Um, so I'm optimistic about that. 
But they are also not counting out JMU. You know, they've reiterated multiple times how good of a team um, that the Dukes are. So just what are your thoughts um, heading into this game on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, James Madison's a good basketball team. And, like, you know, the team has talked at length about the fact that we should certainly not write them off just because of, like, the number of their seed. Um, And with that said, this is an Ohio State team that's coming off a really, really strong Big Ten tournament run. They knocked off a number one Indiana in that tournament. Um, I think they've got something to prove after that Iowa game. And I think they're going to have a pretty good run into this tournament. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think they will definitely, at least they should, beat JMU. I feel like pretty comfortably just with how they've been playing right now. They're just so confident, um, fully healthy. So... I like them first round, um, and I like their region. They could run up against UConn, though, which makes me a little nervous. I'm not going to lie, but if they get past UConn, I feel like they're cruising, honestly, to the Final Four. Like, I think they drew a pretty good draw, you know, in their region. You think um, they'll take Virginia Tech? in the elite eight if that you think they? Would i work. think so that's something i want to talk about because all the other one seeds you know south carolina stanford indiana okay like fair but vatek over iowa honestly i i didn't like that um i just feel like iowa's overall a better team they've done more to deserve the one seed if it was iowa's the one seed i'd be way more nervous for ohio state but vatek i i don't see them as a one seed no, I I mean, it, it's interesting that like Indiana kept their one seed despite the tournament run and Iowa didn't get a one seed despite their tournament win. Right. And I think maybe part of that decision making was not giving two Big Ten teams a one seed. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't like it. But I also think that that, carves a slightly easier path for us um in my dream world so the tennis all of my siblings schools are in this bracket which I love for us as a family absolutely yeah so my sister went to SLU um which is who Tennessee is playing in the first round Mm -hmm. my brother went to Tennessee and I obviously went to Ohio State so I would love to see I don't think SLU will win but yeah, I would love to see Tennessee take out Virginia Tech and then for us to meet Tennessee in the Elite Eight. I think that would be so fun. Oh, um, I could see that happening for sure. And like the Lady Vols are also, this is my bone to pick and this is probably the only time I will ever get to have the platform to say this. <laughs> I hate, I hate that Tennessee has a gender neutral mascot, the Volunteers, but their women's basketball team is called the Lady Vaults. Like it's on their jerseys. Oh. That's how they're known. They're not just the volunteers. Like I never even ones. noticed that. It is. It drives me up a wall. <sighs> However, they do have, they had an alternate jersey this year that I think is the best women's basketball jersey I have seen in like at least 10 years. Oh, I'll have to look it up. Um, they were so spicy, but I hate that they're called the Lady Balls. However, I would love for the Lady Balls and the Buckeyes to match up in the Elite Eight. I mean, that would be it would be a rematch. Remember the season opener? Um, 
we defeated Tennessee. So that would definitely be a fun rematch in the Elite Eight. And I feel like that that could definitely happen. Like, that's very possible. So yeah. that'll be interesting. So, yeah, I mean, like we said, Ohio State has a pretty nice path lined up for them um, out of the Seattle 3 region. But let's go into the other regions and make our final four picks because I feel like with women's basketball, there really isn't as many upsets as there is for the men. Like I'm pretty sure I saw a stat like the 14, 15, and 16 seeds. I don't know if they've ever won (laughs) in the first round. So Mm -hmm. you can kind of count out those lower seeds. So let's just go through. Do we even have to go through Greenville one? Because it's going to be South Carolina. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be South Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we have them coming out. But then Greenville 2, do we also take one seed, Indiana? I, I do. And I think that it's, again, coming off of that tournament loss, I think mm-hmm. they're going to be, like, out for revenge. Yeah. Like, they're just – I just don't – I think that that is actually going to be the thing that ignites a fire under them in a way that terrifies me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But good for them. So, yeah, right. I, I think it's going to be Indiana in, in Greenville, too. I I agree. I feel like the only real threat in that region would be LSU. I think LSU mm-hmm. should have got the two-seed over Utah. But, yeah, I could see – a pretty nice game between Indiana and LSU in the Elite Eight. But I, mm, yeah, I'm going to take Indiana to come out of that one. But that'll be an interesting matchup if that happens. Um, And then Seattle 3, do we take Ohio State to the Final Four or do we take UConn or someone else? Uh, I I love you so much, Ohio State. Please prove me wrong, but I think it's I think it's going to be UConn. Fair. <sighs> I don't think it's going to be Virginia Tech. No, I agree. I think it would come down to Ohio State UConn. I think I'm gonna take Ohio State. I I might regret that, but do it. Be a homer. I love it. Yeah, screw I'm it. Really that. Ohio State. They're just playing so well right now, and UConn. They are not the UConn that we're used to seeing. You know, they've lost five times this year. Like, oh my gosh, a whopping five. But you know, they've dealt with injuries too, and. Just kind of been inconsistent. Um, hey, St. John's actually beat them earlier this year. So, you know, they're just not the same dominant UConn. So if this is the year to beat them, it, you know, I think Ohio State could do it. So I'm going to take Ohio State to the Final Four. Hopefully I'm oh, right. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we have, lastly, Seattle 4. I'm going with Iowa. I am also I, going with Iowa. Yeah. It's not even It's not even a contest for me. I think, yeah. like, barring, seriously, like, quite frankly, barring someone, like, taking Caitlin Clark out of the tournament completely, which I do not want to see happen because I just think we're going to lose some of the best. We would lose some of the best basketball if Agreed. Caitlin Clark were injured. And obviously, I don't ever wish injury on players anyway. But, mm-hmm. it, like, nothing short of that will stop Iowa. Yeah. I, I think – that Texas is going to beat Stanford. Um, and then I think, yeah, Iowa's going to beat Texas in the Elite Eight. Um, so, yeah, three Big Ten teams in my final four. Um, complete opposite of the men's bracket. But 
All right, who's in your national championship game? Who do you have winning it all? And please don't say South Carolina. I... <laughs> oh, you're going to say South Carolina? <laughs> I was going to say South Carolina. I mean, here's the thing. What I actually really want is that South Carolina-Iowa matchup. Yeah. I, that be would nice. be such good basketball. Oh, it would be so hey, good. Hey, if, if they made Iowa the one seed instead of Virginia Tech, we could have seen that. Uh, but that could be like the final four matchup to decide who goes to the championship. And right. I think whoever wins that will win the tournament. Gotcha. So you don't like, see I actually think South Carolina, Iowa is the going to be the championship game in terms yeah. of like whoever comes out of that, the winner would be my choice to win the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think Greenville that. 2 or Seattle 3 is going to be able to compete with either of those teams. I agree with you. You know, Indiana obviously proved that they can be beat. Ohio State beat them. Um, How difficult would it be, though, for Ohio State to beat Indiana again? Oof. You know, you know like what? I think that scares me maybe even more than the playing them the first time. Yeah, but I – it's just so tough because then, you know, whoever wins has that spot in the national championship. Like, I I see Indiana in the national championship, mm-hmm. but I could see Ohio State beating them again. But I just feel like with that spot on the line, Indiana is going to absolutely, like, refuse to let that happen again. And I just – I don't see the Buckeyes making it all the way. No. I think yeah. if they did somehow miraculously beat Indiana a second time, they would win it all. Yeah. Because I think that that, again, would just fire them up. But again, like, then if they have to face Caitlin Clark in the final, like, are we toast? I don't know. Right. Don't like or freaking undefeated South Carolina. Like, that's just, that's so hard coming out of Greenville 1 and Seattle 4. So, I don't know. Like, it, Caitlin Clark would be the one to knock off a 32-0 and team. I, yeah. I see it happening. I see Iowa in that final game. I do. I, you know, South Carolina, they've been threatened a couple times this year. They've had to go to overtime to keep their undefeated streak alive. So I think it could happen. And if anyone's going to do it, it's going to be Caitlin Clark. So I'm going to put Iowa, Indiana in that national championship game with Caitlin Clark winning it all. But either way, the final four matchups are going to be so good, like on both sides. So I'm, I'm so excited. I'm this is so excited. Two weeks of really, really spectacular basketball. I know. And oh, Ohio State's going to be so fun to follow, too. If they can get past UConn, oh, that would just be so fun. So it's going to be so exciting, both as just a women's basketball fan and an Ohio State fan. It's going to be so fun. I I can't wait. Oh, my gosh. That was so fun going through those brackets. But now I'm just, like, emotionally exhausted i also have to say i want to circle back to the men's bracket for one second because Mm -hmm. obviously it's a bummer that ohio state is not in the tournament but i do think it's going to change the way i watch the tournament because as people who follow land grant know i am a queen of chaos and because my team will not be affected by the outcome i can simply root for the most chaotic tournament imaginable that's the best kind of tournament so i'm on the same page as you i'm excited still gotta fill up my bracket but man this was so fun 
we're going to like, that's the silver lining for everyone is that we've got a really, really great women's tournament to pay attention to first and foremost. And second of all, we can just root for absolute chaos and all hell to break loose on the men's side. That's what I want. Sounds like the perfect plan to me. It's called March Madness. Like, I don't Let want the March- madness begin. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, but before we wrap up the show, shall we do our end of the show shout outs? Yeah, it's going to be Caitlin Clark for me. We've talked a lot about her in this episode. Like, she's just the most terrifying person on the entire planet to me because <laughs> she's so good at what she does. And it is so much fun to watch her play. So, um, yeah, I have to shout her out because as much as I'm annoyed that that was the way that our Big Ten tournament run ended, it's like she's just so spectacular that it's actually hard to be upset and it's just fun to watch her play basketball. No, she's just unreal. And honestly, I'm so happy that on the off chance Ohio State makes it to the national championship, like we wouldn't face her until the very end. So mm-hmm. that helps out Ohio State. Um, but yeah, totally I agree. Rematch that would be, wouldn't it? Oh my gosh, to win it all, that would be that would be the ultimate matchup. That would uh-huh. also that also terrifies me deeply. Oh, it's it's so scary, but it would <laughs> be very fun. That would be so fun. Good shout out. Mine, Aaron Rodgers. See, I'm a huge Jets fan. We need Aaron Rodgers. I'm just begging for him to come to the Jets already. He's just totally dragging this out. I check my phone. I update Twitter like 400 times a day to see if there's any updates. He's made a list of free agents he wants the Jets to target. I mean, just just come on. Just sign with us already, please. It's just driving me crazy. Aaron, if you're listening, please. So that's my uh, that's my TED Talk for today. But all right, that's all we have for today. As a reminder, you can follow Jamie at Jamie Urich, me at Megan Hustline, and the site at LandGrant33. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for listening to Play Like a Girl. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.